0: The year 2020 is about to come to a close, and we are about to begin a new chapter in our lives for this generation. But today, I want to share with you a time in the past, beginning in 1863, when the new nation, the 13 colonies, were about to form a change of their ways. Our president at the time for his second term, first term, was Abraham Lincoln. In 1863, September, Abraham Lincoln enforced or wrote the Emancipation Proclamation in the hopes of restoring and reforming the country to become a united nation. The Emancipation Proclamation was a document that said slavery would end. It also was a document that was written in hopes of uniting the country. Unfortunately, in 1865, in April, the war ended which began in 1861, a four-year battle between the South and the North, fighting, losing thousands and thousands of lives. The South wanted to keep slavery. The North wanted to move forward in a more industrial way. The colonies were there, but people were flooding into the country by the thousands, by the millions, fleeing their homeland of England and various other places, in hopes of being able to become free to worship and hopefully to become a unified nation based on their principles and not being governed by someone over the Atlantic Ocean. It was a monarchy. A monarchy is a system whereby one person rules and governs the entire country. They didn't want that. Yet here in America, they adopted the very thing that they ran away from. Abraham Lincoln was killed one week after the Civil War ended. When the Civil War ended, we were more divided than when we began this country. Abraham Lincoln died and his vice president, whom he had only met one day prior to his inauguration was a man named Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson was a Democrat. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. The parties were reversed during this time with regard to their passion and their base purposes and cause. As soon as Johnson came into office, the very first thing he did was pardoned, forgave all of the Southern generals that fought for slavery. And the most astounding thing of all, these men were then elected with their state constitution to come and direct the South in particular. And then we became what we call a black codes issues. With these Confederates being put back in office, they saw that they needed to hold on to their economy. Their economy was plantation style, where Negroes from Africa and other various countries were needed in order to bring the country back to life. Johnson did not like the fact that we were about to free the slaves. He himself had slaves. But thank goodness to the radical Republicans at the time, in particular Stevens from the north in Philadelphia, he stepped in and said that the reform that was replaced when Lincoln initiated the Emancipation Proclamation, in that proclamation was a program set up to help the millions of slaves or negroes who had nowhere to go no home no learning no training no education no land and our president at the time the vp johnson was against it he actually vetoed the bill the bill was called the freedmen's act the freedmen's act was to help build schools help give them land, help give them a sense of freedom and a sense of purpose. But unfortunately, those who were pardoned initiated what we call Black Codes. That's when slavery really began. Slaves, Negroes, whatever we want to call us, they were held down and limited. They couldn't own land. They couldn't go anywhere. And thus we began what we call sharecropping. Sharecropping was another form of slavery whereby Negroes had to somewhat remain on their plantations because they had nowhere to go to continue to farming their land to build their economy. But the sharecropping was a crooked system. It took away their freedom. You couldn't leave their property without permission. You couldn't stay with a woman who you loved You couldn't marry, you weren't given education or anything of that nature. That lasted for another 10 years. What we call the reconstruction of the country turned out to be the most disastrous time for the American Negro. Even though we were making strides in the Southern states where they had to rewrite their constitutions, particularly in South Carolina, where the original emancipation was read. We had prominent people like Robert Smalls, Hiram Reeves, Elliott. These men wrote constitutions for the various states, In particular, South Carolina. We were going to have roads. We were going to have education. We were going to be given our lands. But herein lies the problem. The South did not want that. Here we stand now in this time and day, where we are almost faced with the same situations that we have in the past. We have lived a tumultuous time in this country. We go back to 1863. Now we're about to approach 2021. And with the uncertainties of our government, we are still unsure of where our liberty and our freedom lies. Ladies and gentlemen, let us all hope and pray that this new year will bring us to a place where we can all receive liberty and justice for all. We must stand firm, we must stand strong, we must hold on to the unchanging hands because history has repeated itself, but let us not go back into the same results. The Negroes in this world from generations past had 10 years and they were very progressive and they were strong, but the president at the time, I think it was Rutherford B. Hayes, he had no interest whatsoever. He made a compromise that they would take all of the military guards out of the South, which were divided among seven states, in hopes of protecting these people. But then the rising of the most violent time arose. Let us pray that this new year will bring us to a place where we can once and for all see and receive the blessings of the promised people. May we enjoy our new birth and let us fight on to receive the promises that we have in our hearts. I give you pleasure, I give you glory, I give you honor, and I pray that we will all one day see the magnificence of the promise that we have in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Be blessed and enjoy.